0: Is it me? Is it it me? Hello to those on the worldwide interwebs. Welcome to Echo Online. We want to inspire you to take your first steps into our life-giving local church and discover the community and the support you've been searching for. Come join us for one of our our services at Mayo High School at either 9.15 or at 10.45 a.m. on Sundays. We can't wait to meet you and welcome you into our family at Echo Church. Yes. Our hope is that Echo will become your place where you feel a true sense of belonging, your people, where you find friendship Mm. and support, and your purpose, where you discover and fulfill your unique calling. Mm. We believe that's what we're all searching for, and we're so excited to share it with you. We are. According to ChatGPT... No, but for real, no. you know, ChatGPT. Okay, we asked it. Uh, you know, the benefits of giving to the local church. I think these are actually pretty good. The first reason is spiritual growth. Giving to your church helps foster spiritual growth by demonstrating obedience to biblical principles and supporting the mission of your church. I mean, that's better than I could have said it. Yeah, that's for absolutely. sure. So, donate today. Display your maturity and your faith. You can donate by heading to our website or simply Venmo us at WeAreTheEchoChurch. Enjoy, Enjoy the, the rest, rest of Echo. Echo Online.
1: We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who ever more will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God.
2: So joyful and we are so glad that you meet with us daily. And everybody said uh, for those that don't know me, I'm Pastor Andy. I'm one of the pastors here at church and we're just so happy that you're here this weekend and if you're new here, if you're a guest with us, we'd love to connect with you. And if you look by a seat next to you there is a connect card and we would love to connect with you. In fact, if you would do us a favor, would you fill this out and then after service, go to the informational booth on the left side of the lobby and there's someone there that just wants to help you take a step into this life-giving local church. And uh, Echo Church, I just gotta ask, are you glad that our guests are here today? I'm super excited today uh, because we're gonna honor our graduating seniors from high school. And, uh, and it's one of those moments, if you could just bring yourself back just a few years ago when you graduated, if you could just put yourself in their shoes. It was a moment where like, I remember very vividly, it was a moment of faith and trust in God, like more than other, ever before in my life. And, and, uh, and, and I just kind of want to throw this out today. I think some of us, man, like, like life just has kind of gone by and we've just kind of lost maybe a little bit of the luster and the excitement of putting our faith and God, for him to do something bigger than you could ever imagine. And, and I think a Sunday like today is a perfect reminder for us to say, hey, God, you're not done doing your work in us. Come on, someone say amen today. Today is a reminder to us to say, hey, you know what? This celebration, this moment isn't just for those that are graduating high school, but it's a moment for us to be reminded that Jesus is continuing to do a work that he's begun in your life. And today isn't a day to just say, hey, you know, whatever happens. No, today is a day to come with expectations, saying, Lord, I know you could do something in me today. I know you have to do something into me into my heart today because if you're like me you look in the mirror today of your soul and you're like boy God's got to do something can anybody relate out there can you raise your hand thank you we've got two honest people over here for the rest of us I just suppose you're a little lazy today but that's okay but no, hey we're really glad you're here and, and honestly I just want to take a moment in prayer and, and just say Lord would you just build our lives can we do that Jesus we come here with expectation and really a remembrance that you started to work in us And just a reminder that you are not done yet. But today is a day that you're going to build our faith, our expectation, and you're going to remind us, Lord, that your word is true and that you are faithful and you've called us to be your children, to be your people here in Rochester and the surrounding area. And everybody shouts,
3: amen. The wisdom that I just want to leave you guys with this morning is, is you're walking through a door fresh, and you're closing a door behind you. And no matter what's the next chapter, whether you're staying here, whether you're going to college, just allow God to open the doors as he would suit for your, for your walk. And if, if something's not supposed to be open, just know that God would shut it. And I think it's so easy for us to sometimes just be like, oh, I want to walk through my earthly desired door, because that's the right way, but I pray that as you continue to step out in faith, as you continue to walk out your faith, that you'd be yielding to what the Holy Spirit's saying and that you would know that Jesus has a plan and a purpose for your life, no matter what's going on around you. Amen? So we're going to uh, pray over them this morning uh, as a collective group here. And I would just appreciate if the church body, if we would extend our hand towards them and just ask for a fresh anointing to fall upon them. But God, I thank you for every single student that is up here today, God. And I just pray, Lord, that as they go and, and, and find new paths, as they make new paths, God, that they would, they would actually keep the hand on the plow that you have for them. God, that they wouldn't take off their hand. God, and I pray that it would be directed by you, God, that they would know every single day, Jesus, that you are with them. God, that you are for them. God, I pray of the pressure around them of figuring out what to do or what they're going to go to college for. God, I pray that they'd be yielding to your Holy Spirit. God, that they would come to know more than ever before in their life that the, the voice of the Holy Spirit is this. God, we're so thankful, and I just pray protection over every single one of them. God, I pray that you would be with them, that they would have a firm foundation of faith, God, in this season and for the next season that they walk through, God, that they would not fall astray, God, but they would keep up for what you have for them. God, let them get plugged in uh, on their campus and, and just be a light to their campus, whether they're going to a Christian college or they're going to a secondary, God, whatever it may be, Jesus, we pray that they would get plugged in community that would be able to lift them up and use them as a sounding board for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everyone says amen. 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 Let's give it up for them one last time. There we are. There we are. So good. I'm so thankful to just be here with you and celebrating our seniors uh, today. And um, if we have not met, my name is Pastor Isaiah or Isaiah or whatever you want to call me. I don't care. You know, I'm here. I'm here for whatever. Um, But... Yeah, you'll see that there's a fun title there. That's why I say, whatever you want to call me, El Pastor Isaiah. There we go. Um, Anyway, I am the Echo High Youth Pastor, and man, I'm just so stoked that we get to um, just have a few moments together. And um, as we dive into the message today, I just thought, you know, we'd bring some real life to the situation. So today is actually my second wedding anniversary to my wife, Lizzie. Today's the day, June 4th, we made it. Some of you are like, I can tell that he's still fresh in his, his marriage because his voice, like he's still calm, you know? No, <laughs> stay calm, folks. Stay calm. Um, but I thought it'd be fun to, to just go through, you know, maybe some two years. So two points that um, I've learned uh, through marriage the past two years. How about that? So a little kickoff here. So the number one point that I have is for us, or I should say that I've learned for myself, this has nothing to do with you. If you can relate, great. Uh, but transparency. Anybody like some transparency in the room? Transparency. So Lizzie loves transparency. I've come to grow to love transparency. Um, and transparency truthfully just builds up the relationship. And I think when we have transparency in our relationships, it, um, it allows for a, a foundation to be built. And kind of correlating that over to you know Echo High, where that kind of goes in, to that is transparency helps build trust with students. And I think even if you're a parent in this room, you're like, oh man, I haven't tried that one before. Try it, try it. Keep it in your back pocket and see if we can allow the transparency to build trust. Number two, and uh, this is more of a a fun, comical one, but you never know what they're going to say, okay? (laughs) Like in the past two years, I have learned, you just don't know what my wife's gonna say. You don't know what a middle school girl's gonna say. Like they're just there. Maybe it's a middle school boy. You know, I don't know. But truthfully, you have zero idea. Lizzie could be, uh, you know, in a store singing like a like a bird, just freely, just doing whatever or saying whatever. And uh, a student actually this this past week, and this is great because it fits right in. Um, we're at Chick Fil A every Wednesday. We go and eat somewhere. You know, sometimes tacos, sometimes Chick Fil A, sometimes. They come to my house, whatever the case may be. We hang out. And uh, there's this really tall dude that walked in. And I mean like for sure over 6'4". Like I looked up to him and I was like, oh my word, what, what world are you from? <laughs> like, How did you get those jeans um, to be that tall? But anyway, the, the, the middle schooler and you know, middle school, we're ordering, we're checking out. I give them the, the, the card and she goes, I like how tall he is, and I was like, "Okay, like we're stating the obvious here. Like, I'm proud of you." <laughs> and uh, so she's like, "I'm gonna tell him how I like how tall he is," and I like looked over, okay, and I'm like, "No, no, th- that's not needed. Actually, like he doesn't need to know that. Like he knows he's tall. Like, you know, like whatever." So. I pay, this is a conversation that's happening in between me paying with the cashier, having, I want Chick-fil-A sauce, etc. cetera. Uh, anyway, so we paid, he gives me the receipt, and I kid you not, Lord, bless me and keep me. The student goes, hey, I like how tall you are. And I'm like, what is happening? Like, you just never know what these kids are gonna say. Um, you know, and some of you are like, well, who, what kid was that? Our one and only Zakiya Cass. That's who it was, <laughs> Yeah, yep. Yeah if you know her you know her okay if you know you know type of deal but anyway so echo high if you don't know what that is that is our youth ministry here at echo Um, we meet at the cabin every wednesday at 7 p.m and if you have students or grandkids or you are a student in grade 6 through 12 i would love for you to show up at echo high and you're like well why it's the bomb.com, okay? Like, and I'm not just saying that because I'm biased. Like, we care and want to have a community and a space where you can grow in your faith and also just live life to the fullest with everyone that's there. It's a super awesome time. And uh, one last thing before we get into the message this morning. I just want to bring some honor to the students and let you guys know, like, this is fun, like, we're going to recognize, but in the past two weeks, we've had over 15 new students attend Echo High for the very first time, and I don't know about you, but that's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome because we get to see students living out their faith and coming to know a relationship with Jesus, and then they're bringing their friends on the journey, and that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about here. So, um, as we dive into the message here, I just want you to just know this. Know that this is where my heart's at for you today, that I hope that you have an encounter with Jesus this morning, that the Holy Spirit would speak divinely through me, that it wouldn't be my voice telling you to do this or do that, but the Holy Spirit would convict your heart and that it wouldn't be my, my voice, it wouldn't be the sermon, but it would have room for the Holy Spirit to talk. And I just want to know that one moment in the presence of Jesus can change the trajectory of someone's life. It can change the trajectory of where you're currently at in your situation, with no matter what you're going through. Jesus, when He intervenes, changes all things. Amen? Amen. Amen. Awesome. I'm going to just pray for us real quick um, before we hop in. Jesus, I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to just be on the platform this morning. God, it's not something I take for granted. God, and I just pray that your Holy Spirit would begin to work on our hearts, on our minds. God, that we would have ears to hear your Spirit. God, and I just pray that these words would not be mine. It would be you. God, I thank you for what you're going to do in this place and what we're going to take away. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, if you have your Bibles this morning, uh, I would love for you to open up to Romans uh, chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, starting in verse 1. Super easy starting spot for us. It will be on the screen behind me, but um, starting at verse 1, it says, I asked then, did God reject his people? And by no means, I am an Israelite myself, a descendant of Abraham from the tribe of Benjamin. God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Don't you know what scripture says in the passage about Elijah? How he appealed to God against Israel. Lord, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. And I am the only one left and they are trying to kill me. Verse 4 says, and and what was God's answer to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000. Who have not bowed the knee to Baal. In verse 5, so too, at the present time, there's a remnant chosen by grace. So today I just want to talk a little bit in the next few moments about this concept of the remnant, the remnant that was given by grace, what it means to be a part of it, what it looks like and, and what the remnant is capable of. Keep your eye on what is the remnant capable of, because I think that when we we align and, and just hear from the Holy Spirit, we get to see the capability of something. So as we transition here, I just want to, to ask you guys a question. Have you ever felt a time in your life where you were um, maybe felt small or hopeless or like you just like couldn't control the outcome and it just happened to be what it was? Anybody? Great. Some of us. Some of us. It's okay. I for sure have felt that way, and uh, you know, I love a good story, um, <laughs> a time from my, you know, childhood, my upbringing, it was so fun, like honestly, just like growing up in a Mexican household, crazy big family, loud family, all the fun things, but um, one time that just like really uh, struck a chord with me as I was thinking about this like hopeless feeling, um, and. It was when I was at my grandma's house down in Texas, shout out, Texas. um, And my grandma has this big home, and there's five bedrooms, and there's a back bedroom, okay? We're there with my cousins, and I have like six or seven cousins. We're all, you know, just living our best life. All the adults are having fun, and um, someone, I don't even know who, decided to be like, oh, we're gonna actually have a wrestling competition. And I'm like, Okay, like I remember being like, okay, like I'm competitive if you know me, I'm like, I'm revengefully competitive, okay, like I, it's just in my blood, I'm competitive, I want to win, toxic traits, some of you, I can hear it now, you're like judging, um, but no, so I'm like, we're going to do it, so whatever, we start off in the middle of the room, me and my cousin, we're going, we're going to, you know, wrestle, and then he's, let me mind you, like over six foot tall, he's big, he's, he's jacked, I'm like, I'm me at that point in my life, which I would say I was a little short and stumpy at that point in my life. Um, so anyway, he, he, we're wrestling, and I think, oh, I got him, I got him. And then all of a sudden, maybe, maybe it was the power of the Holy Spirit. Maybe it was just him being big. But he picks me up and puts me straight through the wall. And I'm not just saying, like, oh, my butt hit the wall, and, like, we're just like, oh, it's a great time, you know? Like, I'm talking I'm in the, in the wall, okay? Like, I'm folded up. Like, someone help me get out. Like, y'all are laughing and run out of the room like a bunch of fools and let me be there. And, um, you know, I felt hopeless. I felt small. And I'm not going to go into the other story, but I do have another story. I got put through another wall by my own dad. That's for a different time, okay? Anyway, so small and powerless— when I think about the scripture we read, small and powerless is what Paul was talking about in the passage in Romans. He's referring to the Old Testament story in First Kings. If you have not read that story, um, I encourage you to go find it after we're done here. Maybe do it for your Monday morning, you know, breakfast and coffee time with your friends or whatever you may do. Um, but uh, what's happening is Elijah is there, okay? Elijah is there. He's a prophet of God in a very interesting time. And, like, I say interesting because, like, we just want to, just, it's interesting, okay? Like, if you want to know why it's interesting, go read the scripture, okay? That's what your homework is. And um, there's Ahab and Jezebel. And I don't know about you, but the inner youth pastor in me, like, comes up with, like, names for people um, when I'm reading scripture. So Jezebel, in my mind, is Jezzy baby, okay? Like, (laughs) it just is. So if that helps you remember who she is... Jezebel is Jezzy baby. Okay, so they're in charge, and I would say they're in this very, very immoral time in Israel's history. And you're like, well, what does that mean? There's sexual immorality. There's sacrificing of children. There's this war that's, that's happening. There's wickedness in, in every single moment as you read. And Israel at this point has turned from God, and they're, they're, they're laying in the midst of sin and chaos and that's what happens, or is happening at this point in scripture. I would say, like, in more modern terms, the culture has officially gone rogue at this point. And God isn't in the thought of anyone at that point. Everyone is headed in the opposite way of truth in life. And I just want to flip back to Elijah for a second. Elijah, during this time of chaos and rogue culture, is chasing after God. He's chasing after God. He's pursuing God. And I just want to reiterate to you that he is a prophet in trying to point people back to God in the midst of the crazy culture. You see, in this time, they're going this way, culture's this way, and Elijah's like, no, come this way, come this way. Like, point that way. And back in Romans, Paul is saying, hello, do you not remember this time? Do you not remember this time back in 1 Kings with Elijah? The time that we read about in Scripture with Elijah reminds me awfully of a time that we are in right now, in this generation, and in this culture. And before I go further, I just want to, to say that I am not just preaching to students in the room. Like, I get that it's Senior Sunday. I love that. But I also want to bring the word and make it relevant to all of you. Adults, just listen up. No matter what age you may be in in the room, I believe that you'll be able to take something away from this message because there has always been something happening inside of culture. There's always been something going on. Like, I think back, if you look back into history, like in the 70s, I was thinking about this. There's some, you know, the revolutions going on with the hippies. I think there's a movie about it now. Um, People thought Jesus was coming back then. Like, there's always been something happening. You look through this, Always something happening. Culture has always been this way. And I just want to say, rest assured, because God is still present in the midst of unknown. And I want to just speak to the parents for a moment today, because I'm not a parent, okay? Like, I will put that out there. I'm not a parent. But I would like to say I'm a metaphorical parent, because I get to spend my weeks, my life, with 75-plus kids, and I get to see things, hear things, you know, walk through trials with them. And if you're a parent in this room, I understand that is a scary time. You probably are like, I don't even know how to parent my kid right now. I don't even know what's going on. My kid goes to school and hears this. My, 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 my kid's seeing this on Snapchat or that. Like, it's just so much craziness going on. And I just want to acknowledge, like, we, you're seen. Like, no one's expecting you to be like, you have to figure it out. You have to figure it out. It's an unprecedented time, and we're all walking this through this together. And I just want you to hear that you're doing better than you think you are. Like, students are, are still seeing that God is present in their life, and I want you to see that today, that God is still present no matter where we are in the time. So anyway, back in, in, into the topic here, it's, it's, we don't have... To, like sugarcoat anything that 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 we're seeing today it, and like this time like it's a confusing dark time for Gen Z and if you're not a part of Gen Z understand that I'm still talking to you it's still confusing and I just want to say a few things of truth here and I, like I would ask you that but I'm going to say it anyway so like I'm just going to say some things Right now, what I see in culture and what we can gather from, from, you know, statistics and research is right now you have truth is fluid. You, you can just decide what is right and wrong based off of our own liking or our own feeling. And we all have friends and family that we, we don't want to hurt, but, but, but we are caught up or that they're all caught up in the sin and we just don't want to offend them. We don't want to offend people. And I would say Christianity, honestly, sometimes seems like it's an offensive term because it means that we hate this or hate that or we're not for this. And I just want to say, like, that's real. Because sometimes the church has fallen short. We have to do better. But this is the culture that we're in. This is the culture that's surrounding us in this time. And it's, it's in the opposite way of what we see Elijah trying to go, truth and life and freedom. We're all under this pressure. We're all under this pressure. So Elijah was under this pressure, just as I'm, I'm stating here, and he felt that to stand for God in the midst of that specific culture in the time was a scary and daunting task. And some of us may relate with him today. The time we're living in, again, is not new. We're standing in, in, in the midst of, of time and a generation that has lost sight of what it means to live for holiness, but church, there's good news. Paul writes to remind us that it's in the midst of the darkness, it's in the midst of anxiety, in the depression and suicide stats going through the roof, in the midst of whatever you are facing this morning, that God is still up to something, whether we see it or not. God is had his hand on a chosen remnant that refused to bow down to the false gods. And Paul is urging us that hope is not lost because there was still a remnant. There's still a remnant today. Until kingdom come, there's always going to be a remnant. Hope is not lost. You and I, church, are the remnants that are chosen by God's grace. The remnant that will stand firm and I believe bridge the gap from the loss now being found in Jesus' name. This morning, I want, I want to give you an invitation to be a part of this remnant that we're reading about. It's an invitation that God puts out to every single one of us. I don't know about you, but I want to be a part of the remnant that will bring change, that will bring the name of Jesus to the lost and broken. Like sometimes I think the church forgets like the, the reason that Jesus died on the cross for us was because we were the lost and broken. Like we wouldn't be sitting here if it wasn't for Jesus. And I just want to urge and stir inside of you the lost people that are outside these four doors, they need to know the name of Jesus. Your coworkers need to know the name of Jesus. Your family needs to know the name of Jesus. So this morning I ask you, do you want to be a part of the Remnant? Do you want to be a part of the Remnant? And if you're gonna be a part of the Remnant, you have to know what it means to be a part. So who, who they are, what sets them apart, what, what does it look like to be a part of the remnant? So point number one this morning is God's remnant know who they are. God's remnant know who they are. And this is a, a pretty blatant term. I, I would say most of these terms are, are pretty short and like to the point. Like they, they seem simple, but I get that they're not. I get that they're not. But basically, remnants know who they are means that you know your identity. You have to know who you are if you're going to be a part of God's plan. And if you walk in today and you're like, I don't know if I want to be a part of God's plan for for this generation and and, in this specific time, may I just suggest to you that you may be disconnected from the truth? Because you and I were both created for purpose and with purpose. It is not by accident that we just happen to be here. You were created by God who knew that he was what he was doing and he chose you. Even if you walked in today with a broken upbringing, broken marriage, whatever the case may be, whatever you've struggled with in life, you still have purpose and God has a plan for you. And someone needs to be reminded of that today. You cannot dismiss or reject the purpose that God has given you. And you're like, well, I know some people that maybe have. How's it working out for them? Like, I've seen people in my own lifetime growing up in a faith based home that, you know, like, you're like, yeah, they they go to church and then they fall away. But guess what? When God catches up to them, it's a beautiful thing. When God intervenes, it's a beautiful thing. So, some of you in this moment just need to be reminded it's time to dust off your shoulders and start walking in the purpose and the identity that God has called and made you with. And you have to know who you are. And if you're going to be the remnant, you must know who you are. And you're like, well, well what's, how do I do that? It's simply by immersing yourself into scripture, allowing the words of this book to speak to your soul and sink in. And you're like, well, that's pretty pretty easy. But is it? Because I don't know about you, like sometimes even, real honest moment, as a pastor, it's hard to open this. You're like, oh, sinner. <laughs> just being real. But when I open this, I am affirmed what my call is. I'm affirmed what my purpose is. I'm affirmed who I am and made through in Jesus' name. And some of you just need to open the scripture. In a real way, at the beginning of, of, of 2023, I, I, I truthfully felt the Holy Spirit just stirring inside my whole, my whole soul that that. That if we were going to go deeper as a youth ministry, if we were going to take students on a journey of faith, that they needed to know how to read scripture. And like in my mind, like I battled with it a little bit. I'm like, really? Like I feel like it's easy. Like you just, you, you open up to Romans and it's 11 verse one and through five. The thing is, I just simply be educated real quick. Students don't know. Because guess what? In Echo High, There's a very small amount of students that show up here on a Sunday. The rest of them come from unchurched family. That's the ministry we are. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. But we had to go through and be like, this is what the Old and New Testament is. This is what a verse is. This is what a chapter is. This is what all of these things were. And why I'm telling you this is because at the end of the day and after the month, we did this full series on just pressing in and and, and just allowing God to work on us Students have taken heart, and they know now how to read Scripture. And some of you just might not even start at that moment. Like, you're like, I don't really know. This whole thing's daunting, and I just don't even know what it's saying. And that's okay. But you have to start somewhere. Just as I told the students, you have to start somewhere. And the beautiful thing is, this past week, there's a sixth grader, and I heard him reciting Scripture, Proverbs, over a student that needed to hear truth because he's walking through something. And I don't know about you, but my heart just went, yes! That is beautiful. That is why I do what I do. We have to do the hard work in understanding that following another Instagram influencer, another God page on Instagram is not going to give you your identity. You're like, oh my gosh, I feel attacked. I follow the pages too. Like it's good for a sermon point sometimes, but that's not how I can live my life not knowing what scripture actually states about who I am. And I just urge you, If you hear nothing else today and you're like, well, I don't even know where to start, open the book. If you don't have a Bible, reach out to us. We will equip you and make sure that you are on the journey to understanding what this book says. If you walk in today and you're like, well, I I don't actually know who I am. You're questioning. You're like, I don't even know why I'm here. Maybe you saw a post on the internet about Echo Church and you just showed up. I want to help you out today. I want to affirm over you what Scripture says from what I know in my heart and what I have, have learned. And scripture says that you are a child of God, of the Most High King, made in His image. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, no longer bound by sin, but for freedom He has set you free. He knit every single part of your body together. He knew what He was doing. And my, my favorite is we are a temple of the Holy Spirit page after page of identity. And it's something that we don't know because we don't read it. There's this quote by Jessica Hagan that says, when we are confident in our identity in Christ, then our true selves are God-given personalities, gifts, passions, and purpose, and then can shine bright. And I just love that. God's remnant knows who they are. Point number two for us is the remnant is different. Young or old, teen or adult, we are called to be different. The Echo High students, we did a sermon series called It's Different, I'm Different. Like, It's, it's just who we are. Like We got to be different. A remnant, by definition, means a small amount of something. And if we look back into scripture, it was a small amount of people that were going in the opposite way of the culture and times. Elijah stood for hope. As long as there is a remnant, I want you to understand that there is hope. And you're like, well, what is, like, what is that? You. You're the hope. You're the hope of the world. People can see Jesus in and through you. That is what's bringing hope. That is what's being a catalyst for hope in your workplace, in your family. If we're going to be a part of the remnant, we're called to be different. And like being different, it's a hard pill to swallow. Because like every one of our friends is doing this or buying that or wanting to do this. And I'm going to go to this. And for like the Enneagram 4s in the room, you're like, I love being different. I am different. Like I'm different. You're like, why are you picking on Enneagram 4s? It's my wife. Just got to pick on her a little bit. But for real, if we're going to stand for God, then we have to accept that we're going to be different and you're going to stand out if you stand for God. And I just want to affirm over you, that's okay. That's okay. I think so often in the, in the, the church realm, it's like standing out it's like so bad. Like it seems like I don't want to be weird because, you know, that's what like everyone looks at the church as like is weird. But being different and standing out should not be seen as a negative aspect. It should be seen as your quality. It's our quality. It's our biggest quality. Because guess what? I don't know about you. I don't know how many times or scenarios or meetings that I've been in when I'm with like a person that's struggling in faith or doesn't even know Jesus, but they say, I want what you have. I just had a conversation with a man outside in between services. He's like, someone actually told me that they want to know the person or whatever I have inside that's living in me. Like that's the goal. Do you guys get that? Do we get that? Us as a remnant, we're going the other way. And I just will say again that the kingdom of, in the kingdom of God, in, in all that's surrounding who we are embodied to be, influence doesn't equal the anointing. So often we're like, I want to just be running with everyone else, I want to be doing what they're doing. Like, popularity doesn't mean it's beneficial. There's a lot of lies that that seem to be present today, and and those lies would consist of you got to look like this. You you should do this thing. You should do that thing. You should make this much money. You should watch this and listen to that. You should feel this way about this subject. I just want to say believing and listening to the lies will rob you of your God-given call and purpose that you have been placed for on this earth. We're not called to fit in we are called to what? Be different. And number three is, the remnant is always a few. The remnant is always a few. When you look back into Scripture, and if some of you are like, wow, he likes looking back into Scripture. There's a lot of cross-referencing and situations that we can see in Scripture that's a beautiful thing. That, in my mind, and the way I think, shows her validity in what scripture is saying. So when you look back into the scripture, I recognize that God always uses a few, and those few were just ordinary people. Those few were like, minuscule. And sometimes, like, I just think we forget, like we don't have to be the President of the United States or the King of Saudi Arabia to hear from God. But like God uses ordinary people just like me, just like you. God can use you. Paul's writing to the Romans was, was that the masses forgot about God and the, the masses were not standing for truth. That's what's stated. Was hope lost? Absolutely not. you're like, well, why? Because the remnant was present with the little and the few. God doesn't need your whole workplace, your whole campus, your whole, you know, whatever you're involved in, your whole small group in order for him to move and work. He needs you. He needs one person that's going to say, yes, I will stand as a bridge in the gap for lost and broken people, for, for people that I'm encountering on a daily basis. He wants you to start stepping out in faith, loving unbroken people. He wants you to start leading maybe a Monday night, you know, table group in, in, in wherever it may be. Allowing the space to open up for whoever. Maybe it's you and a small group of people around us in this church and, and just praying for echo. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying that you're going to be the the only one in this as the remnant, but I am saying it's only going to be a few. It's only going to be a few, and it starts with you. The remnant is a few. Can you imagine what it would look like? Like, I just picture, like, I'm, like, a visionary a little bit. Like, I like picturing, like, what things would look like. But if every single one of you in this room said yes to the thing that God's calling you to do, that's saying yes to the purpose or discovering the purpose that God would have for you. How would the world look different? How would your workspace look different? How would your family look different? When we look back in, in history of like church, um, you know, like revival, quote unquote, or like church movement, moving of God, like history, like God moved and there is some definite times in history where it's been written down. But moves of God just started with a few. Big moves started with a few. Human activist movements started with just a few. There's this quote in regards to to movements, and it says, the strength of movements aren't large crowds, but small groups. And church, I just want to be an encouragement to you that he only needs you. He only needs you as the remnant. There's power in you saying yes. There's power of you praying. There's power of you living out your purpose. The power of you diving into Scripture and understanding it and immersing yourself in it. And there's also power in surrendering it all to God. All to God. Like, I'm not going to care what my friends think. I'm not going to care what my family thinks. But I just feel and sense, even, you know, as I was praying, I just felt like the word was that someone is going to break the gap and, or, excuse me, bridge the gap for their family. Your family doesn't follow Jesus and that you as an individual are going to bring your family to Jesus. That's what kept resounding in my mind. The remnant know who they are. The remnant is different and the remnant is always a few. The cool thing about the remnant is is they know the hope and the power of God to transform. Elijah stood in a pressurizing time. He, he, He experienced the hopelessness because he believed that God would still transform in the midst of it. And I just want to speak to this for a brief moment. There's an active and real enemy that wanders about some of you in your head your thoughts are consumed by negativity of it some of you are are, are just like you just feel attacked but the enemy's plan is for you to compromise on which, what God has called you to do He wants us to do just that because he knows that the power that you hold, the key that you physically hold in the spiritual realm, is okay, and wants you to believe that it's okay to slip back into the addiction. It's okay to slip back and do X, Y, and Z, or I'm going to just ride the line on this situation, or I'm going to do this. That is the enemy. He wants you to compromise because he knows that you won't be reach your full potential. The enemy wants to compromise. And I just want to say this like boldly with love just coming out of my heart when I say this. It's either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness and some of you need to hear that. You keep toggling a little bit with like, oh, well, well, it's okay to do this and, but I'm going to still go, come to church on Sunday. No, 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 no. Scripture is very, 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 very truthful on lukewarm Christianity. And I don't want to be a part of that. I don't know if you want to be a part of that. There's no lukewarm option We must lay down all of our earthly desires and fulfillment of self and accept the truth of who Jesus is. Some of you are like, wow, he's so bold. I have to be. We have to be bold. Church, we have to be bold. There's a generation of students, there's a generation below the other next set of students that need to know what the truth is. The world needs light. The world needs your light. The world needs the remnant. The world doesn't need more watered down truth and more, well, they said this or she said that. They need to know and embrace the love of Jesus because that is where the true transformation takes place. And today as we close, I'd love to invite you guys to stand up in this place all across the room. And I mentioned that I want to invite you into this, this remnant, being a remnant. And maybe you walk in here, you've never walked into a church before, or maybe it's only your first or second time. We're going to say a prayer here. And this is what it means to be the remnant, a life lived out as the remnant. It's to surrender. It starts with Surrender. And we say this prayer every single week, and no matter if you're saying it for the first time or the 10th time, like I said, I invite you into this relationship with Jesus. So you'll see it on the screen here, and let's just say this together. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions and answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me. In Jesus' name, his authority. Amen. The band's just going to close in one song of worship. And I just want to encourage you to press in further than what you ever pressed in before. Because I I truly believe that there's people in this room, single individuals like you, one person, you're going to make a change. You're going to be the change. And if you don't believe that about yourself, know that there's someone who believes it for you. Like I think right now in this moment, I just feel um, that in scripture, there's a story of Abraham when he was tired and the community came upon him. And I just think now in the spiritual realm, you walk in, you're tired. You don't know what God's called you to do. You've lost sight of the purpose in your life. And the Holy Spirit would say to you, allow the church to lift you up. Allow Jesus to lift you up with the church body that's around you. Press in invite God in. You can do this. It's not easy. It's not easy to be the remnant, but we are here for you. We are walking alongside you and believe in the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's seek Jesus together.
2: thank you that you're not done yet. We thank you that you have chosen us to be that remnant. And God, I love that story because it reminds us that we're not alone as well. We're called to do this together. And so Jesus, we just press in to you today. And we just ask that you would continue to reveal to us what it means to be your children, what it means to be your remnant, to your your people here on earth, what it means to be your people here in Rochester and the surrounding area. So God, we lean into you today and say, would you have your way in our lives? In Jesus' name, if you could that, would you shout amen?